God damn it, really? Hey, everybody, welcome to I'm Okay, You're Okay. I'm not okay. You're not okay. With me, Bob Schneider, and your other host, Clint Wells. You're welcome. I mean, I know I don't have COVID. I've tested myself five times, but I've had a cough for 10 days. Can't get rid of it. You know, it's interesting. I The crud that I have, same deal, been tested. It's fine. But I am on day 15, and I don't think I've ever had crud. Well, I like, we're just calling it crud. Um, I don't think I've ever had the crud for 15 days. And uh, uh, several of my friends who have kids, they say it's going around. There's like a, an interesting kind of bug going around with the kiddos that's not the dreaded C word other than crud. Well, I would like to wake up tomorrow and not be coughing. I've been going to bed super early every night, pounding NyQuil, no drinking, just living super clean, just hoping to shake it. Like a normal cold, a couple of nights you go to bed early, you drink a lot of, you, you take some vitamins and you feel good after like three days. 15 days, man. Yeah. Got the runny nose, a little bit of a cough. I feel fine. I feel fine too. So anyway, welcome to I'm okay, you're okay, I'm not okay, you're not okay. We are not doctors yet. Well, we are doctors. I mean, we are doctors. Let's let's not get ahead of ourselves. I mean, we're medical doctors. We're actually- Like we went to medical school. Right. We graduated with honors. Right. But we don't practice medicine because we're musicians and that's a full-time job. And practicing medicine is also a full-time job. And what, are we cloned? Yes, of course we're cloned. Jesus Christ. Do you think I'm going to get, do you think I'm going to go through life and not be, have at least three clones of me? You think I send me number one to the post office for errands? That's not, that's not me number one. How could somebody even imagine something like me, the number one version of me going to the post office? No, dude, that's the clone that didn't quite work out. That guy, he's going to the post office. Yeah. That's the guy that goes to the post office. And when we were given the decision, like, well, do you want to practice medicine? Or do you want to make art? We had to make a decision. We had to say, which one of these two vocations is going to help the most people? And <clears throat> making little songies is clearly the answer. Dude, me putting my fingers on a piece of wood with some string on it and then shaping them, shaping my hand into the G chord. Yeah. That's more powerful than any amount of dosing I'm going to be doing. Yeah. Sometimes when we're on stage and I'm like, Bob, hand me my scalpel. And you're like, okay. And then you hand me a Les Paul. And I'm like, thank you. Yeah, when you say scalpel, you mean your guitar. Right, my medical tools are my instruments. But when I, when I ask you to hand me my scalpel, you hand me a scalpel. And then I start operating. Right. Because I call my musical instruments what they are, like guitar and mic. But you actually call your guitar scalpel. And you call your mic scapula. Which is interesting. Which is, I think that's an interesting, cool thing. I that am. you do that. Because I am an interesting, cool guy. Yeah, you are. And ain't nothing I can do about that. This life happened to me. I wasn't consulted, Bob. I wasn't asked permission. And uh, this life happened to me. I am a passive observer of my life. And so are you, and so are all of our listeners. And that's the way the cookie crumbles. Dude, there's no such thing as free will, suppose. Absolutely not. It makes no sense. There's no way to make sense of it. I don't believe in it at all. Well... As Nietzsche would say, Einmal is Keinmal, bitch. <laughs> he didn't he didn't say he said Einmal is Keinmal, whatever the German word for bitch is. I think I the German word for bitch is bitch. I think it's I think it's um uh Fräulein Hund. Einmal is Keinmal Fräulein Hund. Do you know he allegedly went insane after seeing a horse being beaten in the streets? 
that's the everyone has what Charles Bukowski called the last shoestring. And what he meant was it's a great poem where he's like, it's not these big things that drive you crazy, losing your job or <clears throat> the death of a parent or your wife cheats on you. He says it's that last untied shoestring that drives a man crazy. And for Nietzsche, he was seeing the senselessness of a horse being beaten and he went bye-bye. And that scares me because he didn't go out looking for that. He was just walking down the street probably to buy a newspaper or something. And then he saw it and then that was it. What's that going to be for me? Yeah, but check this out, dude. How many motherfucking horses did that guy see getting beaten before that one horse getting beaten took its final lumpy toll on that bitch? Yeah, exactly. A lot. So here's the thing. It won't be a be it won't be a horse being beat. If you see a horse being beaten, you'll be like, dude, it'll wake you up from your slumber. Yeah. The slumber that you're in right now will be you'll be woken from and you'll be like, what is this strange, wondrous place that I am in? Oh, it is called life. And dude, it won't send you over the edge. It'll send you through the edge into your new life. But I mean, when Nietzsche was living, it was just poop. It was just everywhere you went. It was pure <laughs> horse poop and horses and horses like going, fuck you. And then people saying, oh yeah, fuck you. And then just beat like horses and horses versus man in the streets of everywhere. And that's the world he lived in. We don't live in that world. We live in the world of Tesla and we live in the world of modern multiple speed bicycles. Let me tell you what I saw at the very beginning of lockdown. People were kind of going a little crazy. Okay. A neighbor two doors down. This guy is a psychiatrist, by the way. He deals in the... He's like know, Nietzsche. He, He's like a modern Nietzsche. I guess so, but check this out. Isabel told me that she had seen this really early one morning, and I couldn't believe it. It's, it'd be like something really scary to see. We met the guy. He's nice. They have like a two-year-old little boy. Uh, his wife seems nice. They, Dude, after you tell me what actually happens, I'm going to tell you what is in my mind that I think you're going to tell me. It's strange that they haven't wanted to be friends with us. We've thought about that. So we just see them when they walk, go on walks, you know? Mm -hmm. And she told me she saw this one morning, and then I saw it, and it was scary. It was like seeing a ghost. Dude, I know what you're going to say, but you tell me, and then I'll tell you exactly what I thought you were going to say. It was him early in the morning. So far, we're the same. Opening his car door. And slamming it over and over and over. So far, we're the same. So I've told you this story before? No. <laughs> you knew I was going to say that? Here's the but deal, there's one, man. there's one detail that you're leaving out. So I don't know if... His if penis was in between. His penis was in the door. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. <laughs> What's the detail? The part. the part was he was wearing his underwear, his tidy whities and his penis was poking out. <laughs> you know how you can like make your penis poke out of your tidy whities Yeah. It was poking out. And he did not care. No, he was... And he, and he was slamming his door over and over. No, he was fully clothed. But the, isn't that... Oh, okay. It's basically the modern equivalent of a dude beating a horse. He was like, be, whatever was happening in his life, his best way of dealing with it in that moment was to walk outside, away from his family, and just right. violently... And I'm talking for maybe five minutes. Whoa. Open and slam... He was sitting in the car... And he right. was opening his door and slamming it. And at first you're like, oh, maybe there's a bee in it. Maybe he's trying to, maybe there's something weird about the door. And then it just becomes really clear. And you have to almost look away. It became really clear that like, no, he's having like a mental episode. Dude, the other day I had a bee in my car. Dude, I was slamming the door so hard. On the bee? To get that bee out. Dude, I was slamming the door so hard to get that bee out of the car. <laughs> Dude, I'm serious. 
Like, if somebody would see me, they would have been like, what's that? Did did have some mental problems? Because I was slamming the door so hard to get that bee out. If there was a bee, like, in my door, like, when you open your door and you see a big-ass wasp or something, I'd be slamming it, too. I just wouldn't do it for five minutes. Yeah. I would do it until the bee was out. But here's the thing. What do you say to your neighbor the next time you see him on a walk after you've witnessed that? I think the reason he did it so early in the morning is he was counting on no one seeing it. But we both saw it. I mean... How much do you want to know and how little do you want to know? Here's how much I want to know, zero, about him. So my, there's no questions. We just move on through the world and hopefully never have a conversation. I played a show last night and the crazies came out, dude, at the Saxon Pub. We had the, uh, we had the practicing alcoholics coming out last night to the uh, Saxon Pub. I know how much you love that. I'm sure that made for quite a fun evening. Well, I had a guy before the show... And you know, like when you when you have your teeth situation isn't quite right, yeah, you have that sort of lispy restlessness to your speech <laughs> when you've been drinking. When you've been drinking, or just even during the day, probably when you haven't been drinking. But this guy drinks drinks all the time. This guy drinks all the time. He's got wet brain. Maybe he's doing a little slurring. He's got that wishby wishby sound to his <laughs> chow, 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 like kind of that. Okay. So before the show, he's like, hey, man, I used to see you at the black hat. Mm, yeah, black hat, man. Don't fuck with me, man. Don't fuck with me. Just make sure you play that song. Don't fuck with me. Don't fuck with me. Okay. I'm like, mm. I'm like, mm, we'll see. We'll see what happens. <laughs> like, all I'm, and I'm telling the guy that's next to me going on the stage with me, I'll give you one guess what song we're not playing tonight. Mm-hmm. What song do you think that was? Honeypot. Don't fuck with me. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, I've learned. I learned that long ago during the show. That guy will regularly come up to the stage. It's a sit down show. It's for adults. It's for grown up people. He a few times came up to the stage and was yelling, "Don't fuck with me! Don't fuck with me!" And I was shaking my head because I was singing, and I want to interrupt the song to tell this dude to go back and be a grown up because it's a grown up place. I'm playing for grownups, so the idea is we're all grownups. Let's I respect your grownupism, you respect my grownupism, and let's be grownups. So he just kind of kept doing it. And then there was another guy who obviously did a lot of drugs throughout his life, grew his hair out long, and became what we call a junkie hippie. So there was a junkie hippie there who was dancing. He was doing it away from the stage. As far as I'm concerned, if you want to be a junkie hippie and you want to dance away from the stage, dude, A plus. A plus to that guy. Don't come near the stage. Don't try to talk to me. Don't try to interact with me. Just be a junkie hippie way far away from me. And everything's cool. That guy did it. I felt good about it. Then there was my friend Adam Temple who was there. Oh, boy. Looking real bad, dude. Like, he's been looking, he looked bad 10 years ago. Like, he had a long-ass beard. Yeah. Gray, long-ass beard. Which, you know, so did Billy Gibbons, you know, from ZZ Top. So does Rick Rubin. Yeah. So does Rick Rubin. When was the last time you saw Adam? Well, pre-pandemic. So, I, I just saw him post. Dude, and you know, like, the pandemic basically aged everybody like 10 years. For sure. Like, you didn't. Like you saw somebody and then you didn't see him and then you saw him again and all of a sudden they had all this gray that yeah. they didn't have. Yeah. Like a crazy amount of gray. Yeah, I'm one of them. And he 
was looking rough, dude. Yeah. Like he aged considerably. Which is interesting because probably not too much about his life changed. But well, but it took a toll. I mean, it's still taking a toll. So yeah. so was he uh was he drinking? I don't know. I saw him before the show, so I went up to him, gave him a big hug. He's 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 lost some weight, which sometimes when people lose weight scary especially at my age they it, it it's not a good thing right like for some people keep a few pounds it pushes the wrinkles out well when someone loses a lot of weight you want to hear that it's because they made some big life changes and maybe are exercising more someone like adam losing weight he didn't lose weight because he's hitting the ymca up a no. little a little more often so yeah no, i know he 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 had that hard hard weight loss anyways he, yeah so he wasn't looking so good did he heckle then, you at all he usually heckles when he's there yeah which is fine i don't mind him heckling <laughs> and he may have been part of the heckle brigade that was going on but i don't i don't recall hearing him heckling and then at the end of the night he wanted to hang out and i was like i gotta go man there's too many uh too many locals too many locals in there so i, I just left i was like let's let's catch up sometime soon and Maybe go have lunch or something. I mean, I knew. I think he's been living in Banderas in somebody's barn, and so I don't. I don't even know what he was doing in town. I don't know if he got kicked out of the barn. Dude, when I met him, he was homeless. He was homeless for years when I met him. I started the scabs so that he would have enough income to start renting a an apartment. He's like one of those real like floating. <clears throat> like you read about those guys in like Kerouac novels and stuff, but he like really is. Because he's he, he didn't like go through a phase <laughs> like that's his deal. No. He's just a float one of those guys that just makes that floating thing work. Well, I mean, dude, to live on people's couches is a true true art form. Yeah. First of all, you got to be funny and and charming as hell all the time, and then yeah. you got to do that thing that we do on the bus where people don't even know you're there. You got to blend in. You got to blend into the environment in a way that is almost impossible for people to do. And he can do it, dude. He's standing, he slept on my, dude, one, so one night it, we were, we were hanging out. It was two o'clock in the morning, maybe three. I was like, hey, man, I'm going to bed. And he's like, all right, man, I'm, I'm out of here. I'm like, where are you going to go, dude? He goes, I'm just going to go outside to my car and I'm going to get in my car. And this is the heat, dude. This is the heat of Austin summer. So inside his car is 90 degrees. And I'm like, so you're just going to sleep in your car? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, dude, just sleep on the couch. And he slept on the couch. And a year and a half later, I moved out. He never left. And it was one of those things where you just, you, you couldn't you couldn't tell him to leave. What would he have said if you had said, hey, man, it's it's time to go? It's Oh, he'd have been fine. He'd have been okay. He just would have split. He would have done the thing where he was like, yeah, no problem, man. I'm out. And and you would have felt so bad. You would have been, JK, JK, dude, stay. You know, I was telling someone yesterday, I was, I was uh, producing an EP for this artist, and she was telling me about how when she was a kid, she worked at Chick-fil-A. And I was like, Jesus Christ, what was that like? Because every time we go by Chick-fil-A, it looks like those people are so like ground down. And I told her the story about when I was in Austin a few weeks ago, me and you went to Chick-fil-A. And there's this like 16 year old kid in the fucking Austin heat wearing all long sleeves, wearing a mask, and double you, mask. And you went, 
you said, hey, man, uh, you were like, dang, it's hot today, huh? You, you must be hot. And he's so quick. He was like, oh, no, no, I'm not hot. In fact, there's a there's a breeze right now and a lovely breeze. And uh, do you remember this? We were just laughing because we were yeah. like, geez, yeah. dude, are they going to like beat you if you admit that it's <laughs> you're out here slinging chicken for God and it's hot as shit? Dude, that chicken is so good. It's it's real good. It's almost I mean, what's better? Nothing. And in, in there's that, no in that realm. There's no nothing better in that realm. Now that's why it's God's chicken. That's why it's the Christian chicken. Now Popeye's put out the sandwich that people like were killing each other for. Yeah. I don't know if you remember that. I remember do. That? Yeah, I do. But well, I had it. Did, two did you years ever, ago. Did you ever try it? I tried it. It's good. It's fine. It it's fine. It ain't no Chick-fil-A. I don't think it beats Chick-fil-A. It's apples and oranges. They're different. They're both really good. And then there's a bunch of other people that make really good chicken sandwiches. Shake Shack makes a really good one. Pete Terry's. I like Wendy's. A good one. Wendy's spicy chicken sandwich is really good. Wendy's makes a good Like everybody f- cracked the code on that. At some point, like recently, everybody cracked the code on it. I mean, it's not much of a code to crack. You fry up some chicken, bitch. Put it on a bun. Put some mayo. Put a pickle. And go eat it. I've never had anyone make it like the way it tasted Chick-fil-A, though, in the whole world. I've never tasted it like that, though. Well, that chicken and then the batter and then that if you put if you add insult to injury and put that Chick-fil-A sauce on top of all that, good night, Chicago. It's time to gain some elbs. <laughs> Dude, why uh, can't we just eat the stuff that makes us gain elbs and fucking not gain elbs? Like we could when we were in our 20s. It's a cruel joke. Jesus. We're watching a lot of television shows that reality TV that feature young, beautiful dummies. And uh, I think about it almost the whole time we're watching it. I'm like, they're young. Their bodies are tight. All they're doing is drinking and eating bullshit and fucking each other. And they're just seemingly going to be thin and tight forever. Although it does give me some pleasure to know that no, no, they won't. But no, they, I'm no, watching they it won't. on, I'm watching it on through God's eye, the TV. And listen, listen to this, man. The show that we watch called, are you the one? 10 dudes, 10 chicks, <clears throat> your perfect matches in the house. You got to figure out your perfect matches. Check out the premise of season eight, by the way. All right, I'm in. Season eight, all, instead of 20 people, it's only 16. So eight dudes, eight chicks, but check this out. All 16 of them are gender fluid. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> so any dude or girl, all the matching potentials have doubled. And... It's right, quite wait, a sight right. to behold. Here's all right. Hold, hold on. Yeah. Now, because I don't give a shit, dude. I'm just gonna say it. Uh, there are definitely trans people, but dude, you can't. You're not gonna be able to find 16 people willing to go on a dating show who are all fluid. Period. No, it doesn't mean it doesn't mean fluid. It doesn't mean fluid is in their trans. It means that they their perfect match could either be a dude or a guy. They're all bi, basically. There is a trans dude on the show right. um, who was born a female and now is a is so a they're dude. not so they're not right. But you said you said gender fluid. But what they that's how you're they're saying that's they're, how they're they're labeling the premise of the show. Any of them could be a perfect match with anybody. It's not just male female. But they should call this season. Are you the one down the clown? <laughs> um. <laughs> with whoever like call it that call it like down the clown with whoever but really not really whoever down the clown with whoever 
because that's the only way I could get on the show. But really, I'm really down to cl- I'm down to clown with about half of these people, and there might be one person in there that's down to clown. Yeah, there's definitely a, a couple of the dudes are just definitely like gay. A couple of the chicks are just straight up gay. Well, again, I do I do think that there's a difference between women fooling around with women and men fooling around with men. What's the difference? I don't I don't know. I don't <laughs> I don't know, but it just I feel like most women you like mean to you? Yes, to me, because that's the only person that that there is that I that that's I've lived inside is me. Oh, but I do feel like I've met a lot of women who are who are kind of you know who will make out with a chick, um, maybe even sleep with a chick, but they're not really into chicks. But they they'll do it, they'll hang out. But I don't know many dudes, and in fact, when I say many, I know one guy who's bisexual. And then all the other dudes I know are into chicks or dudes, and they're not into the other. It's so mm-hmm. my cousin who's married gay, he was telling me because we were talking about it. I just saw him recently in San Francisco, and he was saying that he had a uh, a roommate who was a chick, and she was really into him when they were in college, and. Of course, he wasn't into her because she's not a dude. But she was like, hey, can I like suck your dick and stuff? And he was like, uh, all right, if I can watch porn. <laughs> you know, so he was watching porn, some gay porn, and, you know, she'd suck his dick or whatever. But, and, you know, you can do it. Like, you can go to jail and you can have sex with a dude, but it's not your preference. It's not his preference. Mm-hmm. You can do it, but it's not what you want to do. Sure. And so that's what I'm talking about. I don't know how many people want to have sex with both men and women. I do feel like women are more down than men are. I think there's something about men. Well, I just don't know why would they do it if they didn't want to. Because they want to for the very for the very reason you're describing. Because they want to be on the show. Oh. They want to be on the show or they but and they'll so they'll say, Oh yeah, I'm down the clown with who whoever's around. But they're not really into it, is what I'm saying. There's definitely a couple of dudes on the show that are just like, all they care about are the other dudes. They're not like trying to... For sure. They're not treating the female connection. Because the, the whole show is about like, you go on dates and you try to find your match. You try to find your connection. And there are several dudes that are like, not trying to find their match with a chick. Because no. they're gay. They yeah. want to... There's a couple of dudes they like, you know? For sure. The same way that someone like told me like, well, you know, you need to be open to both. If I was in a house with dudes and chicks and I was like trying to be open... I would just be going for the for the ladies because that's yeah. what I that's what I want. You'd you'd be like, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm oh, this season is is uh, all by. I'm I'm by because you want to get that insta Instagram account sure. up, you know, to a couple hundred thousand. There are, I mean, you know, they they show them like hooking up and stuff, and there definitely are a handful of them in this house that do not care that are they're you know having fun with all of it, right. Again, so I met, I know one guy. So in my entire life, I've met one guy. Now, am I hanging out in gay clubs? Am I hanging out with a lot of gay people yes. now? Yes. I mean, I am, but not, yeah, I am. So I met one guy who's bisexual and I, man, I quizzed the hell out of him. So I'm like, you're, 
you're good with women or men. And he's like, yeah. And he, he has sex with both. And he likes having sex with both. Anyway, it was very interesting. But he was like, but I would not have a relationship with a man. I only want to have a relationship with a woman. But I like having sex with men. Hmm. And I like having sex with women. But when it comes to love, only women. Well, it got me. And this, that's fascinating to me. It, it is fascinating to me, too, because because I'm like, well, that's that's very interesting. So I know it exists. Yeah, yeah. I don't think well, it's you know, a, I don't think it's something that's completely made up. Well, one of the things that's fascinating to me is two of her best friends are gay dudes. Uh, I'm I'm friends with them sort of just through her, but they're they're really her friends, and I like them a lot. They're cool, and but it is interesting because this got played out on the show a little bit. Uh, two of the two of the gay dudes or bi dudes or whatever they were like flirting and shit, and uh, one of them was like. Oh, he thinks I'm gonna be a bottom. He's like, "Fuck that! I'm not a bottom." And I was like, "Whoa!" I, I guess I just always assumed that that dynamic between two dudes was like, and Isabel said this too. Like, they sort of share those responsibilities. And she, you know, asked her buddies about it, and they're like, "No, we're tops." Like, they were almost as like offended about being a bottom as I am as a straight guy. I found those dynamics pretty fascinating too. Whoa, isn't that interesting? <laughs> I mean, yeah, it is interesting. <laughs> I mean, the problem with the problem with it is interesting. The problem with me is I visualize everything. So as soon as you say that and I have to start thinking about it, now I'm thinking about dudes' dicks going into dudes' butts. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't want to spend too much time thinking about that. That's just gross to me. Now, me thinking about it, you know, Sucking on a girl's big old titty, that might be something my cousin doesn't want to think about. But I like thinking about it. Yeah, I think it's okay for straight or gay people to, if they visualize, you know, a sexual preference that isn't theirs, to be like, oh, I'm not into that. Yeah. I think when someone eats a fucking pi- dill pickle, it's gross. There's no, right. there's no, I'm judging them for eating it. I don't give a fuck, uh, dude. I don't give a fuck what anybody eats or does or sticks into. You know, as long as it's not a kid. If you're an adult <laughs> and you want to stick something into. Another adult or have some other adult stick something into you? I don't give a fuck, dude. Just as long By as it's not means. a kid. As long as it's not a kid. But I don't necessarily want to think about it. Same way I don't want to think about Louis C.K. jacking off in front of people. Like when I heard that, I was like mad. Not because Louis, Louis C.K. was doing that. I mean, it's creepy and gross. But now I have visuals in my head of Louis C.K. jacking off, which I don't want in my head. And on that lovely note, we have to skedaddle because this 30 minutes scooted on by. Dude, there was nothing we didn't talk about. We talked about everything. Well, and we did another thing that I like to call now getting in God's time machine, which is just called having fun. And we did that. And time flew by as if it doesn't exist. And it doesn't, by the way. No, it does not. Not anymore. Because we, not we anymore. took care of that. We obliterated it. Yeah, bye bye time. And uh, we appreciate you guys. We are, <laughs> dude, if we talked about all this in the normal show, what's even on the fucking table for the Secret Weekly? It's got to be dicey. Dude. And we'll find out now. I don't even know if there's anything we can. Hold on. I'm getting out my, my huge Tales from the Crypt key of rings to uh, open that creaky door to the dude, Secret Weekly. Dude, that is Weekly. a rusty, big ass fucking bunch of keys you got there. Yeah. Thank you. Let's get in. That. Let's get in that crypt of of secrets. All right, secret, let's do it. Secret Weekly. We'll see you guys next week.
Bye. Bye. <laughs>